0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Tom and Sarah Ministries podcast. Today is March the 22nd of 2022. The, uh, we're going to get into Ezekiel 37 in just a moment, but I want to share a couple of announcements with you. First of all, my new book is coming out. It's going to be out on Amazon and also uh, Barnes & Noble. It's called Breakdown to Breakthrough, My Journey into Soul Health. And that'll be out available pretty soon on Barnes and & Noble and also Amazon very quickly. And um, you can get it for a minimal price. The other one I have out uh, on both of those uh, venues is uh, SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God. And it's a 50-day devotional uh, about the Song of Solomon. And we go through pretty much verse by verse. And uh, and you can get both of the books on Barnes & Noble, uh, and also on Amazon. Uh, the other deal is that I have an online school coming out. It's a school of supernatural ministry where we learn about uh, who we are, uh, what God has destined us for. Uh, basically, three things at the beginning is first of all, the what Jesus did for you, what Jesus does to you, and then ultimately what Jesus wants to do through you, and those are the first quarter, and then we have other things going on, talking about identity, talking about the ministry in and of itself, and how to walk with the Holy Spirit. And if you want to be a part of that, you can go ahead and email me at tominserra ministries at gmail dot com. ministries at gmail dot com. And this is an output of. Upper Kenai School of Supernatural Ministry, uh, which is a live school, and we're going to be doing that uh, coming here this summer. And so if you want to be a part of any of those, go ahead and send me an email um, or sign up on my uh, Facebook page, Tom and Sarah Ministries, or Upper Kenai School of Supernatural Ministry. You can go there. Also, um, I also have this uh, coaching, live coaching that I do Uh, with folks. We do it uh, via uh, FaceTime or uh, Zoom. And what we can do is it's basically living as Jesus would live every day. And it's a coaching thing that I do. And so if you want to be a part of that, go ahead and send me an email uh, and we'll get that going for you. Uh, That's as far as the announcements go. I do have a 50-day devotional that I'm doing right now, or sorry. A daily devotional, 333 day devotional. I'm on day 58 now. It's on my Facebook page, Tom and Sarah, and um, and you can watch that. Uh, usually I do it live, but you can watch it later, or I have it on my TikTok, a three minute devotional on TikTok at Tom and Sarah. So you can go ahead to there and check those out as well. Uh, if you want to be a part of this ministry. Uh, send me an email and I'll show you how to do that. So let's go to Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. And we're going to talk at a very length uh, today. So here we go. Verse one, the hand of the Lord. I'm reading out of the New American Standard. The hand of the Lord was upon me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley and it was full of dry bones. I want to stop here for a second and we're going to talk about this. The hand of the Lord was upon me. Now, in the Old Testament, uh, the Holy Spirit was an indwelling in people. But the hand of the Lord would come upon people and they would function accordingly. They would, they would go like the hand of the Lord or the Spirit of the Lord came upon uh, or something. But the Spirit of the Lord never lived inside of somebody. Except for, the, I think one of them I read was Belial, in, uh, in Exodus, who the Spirit of the Lord was in him to um, to build. And he was a craftsman in building. And it's really kind of really cool. But anyway, the hand of the Lord was upon me. We read that again in a couple of places. One is Isaiah 61. And Jesus quotes it in the book of Luke. But it says, the Spirit of the Lord was upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has called me to preach the good news, you know, et cetera, et cetera, open up blind eyes, set the prisoner free, uh, all that. So the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. And I don't want you to think it was for just then, but it is for now and it is for you. So that's the first thing. Second thing is he brought you out. Now, here's the thing. When you are in different places in the Lord, God has to bring you out by the Spirit to let you see in another perspective, to let you see your situation in a different perspective. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Dead Poet Society. Um, there's a part in the middle that I don't really like very much. Uh, it, it's part of the movie, but it's still, I didn't like it. Anyway... You can watch the movie and in the movie, Robin Williams is uh, in this thing and he is the teacher. And in one of his classes, he has everybody rip out a page uh, of this poetry book. And he also has, um, have, them, have the students stand on the desk to see life from a different perspective. And sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you need to change your vision to see something from a different perspective. Now in Alaska, in Cooper Landing, I was working at the Alpine Inn Motel, and behind the Alpine Inn is a uh, is, is a couple of landings that are up on the hills. It's up in it, it's you know up on the hills. And you have to take a about a, you know a good walk, maybe a half mile walk to get to the first one, and another half mile to get to the second one. And uh, but you can see Cooper Landing from different perspectives. From the Alpine Inn, you see the road and you see trees. From the first landing, you see Kenai Lake and you see the Kenai River. It's a different perspective and it's beautiful. And you can actually see miles down the road and miles up the road. And it's beautiful view. And even higher than that. And you can see even further. God wants to take us higher. He wants to bring you out. And make you come into a place where you realize, as Ephesians says, that we are present tense, present perfect tense. And and it's uh, a kind of tense that says that from this point forward, you are. uh, And so you are seated with him, with Jesus, in heavenly places. And the Bible also says that he has put Satan under your feet. So you can say that you are in the third heaven. The first heaven being earth, the second heaven being the, the, the skies where the angels of the principalities and powers are, 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 are mingling up there. And that's where a lot of the spiritual warfare goes on. And then you have where we are up in the third heaven. And so I want you to see this, that the hand of the Lord is upon you and he has brought you out by the spirit of the Lord. Okay, he brings you out of your situation. He brings you out of what you see in two dimensions. And it doesn't matter if it's a good thing or a bad thing. He wants you to see your situation from a different perspective. He wants you to see it from the perspective of heaven. What does this thing look like in heaven? And that's what God wants to fill you with and let you see it. And then he says, and he set me down in the middle of the valley. Now, and I know I'm belaboring some of these points, and you probably already know them, but I want you to see this for real. What he's saying is he puts you in the middle of your growth situation. He sets you down where you can grow, not where you're going to be desolate. Now, if you go to the mountaintop, and Christians love the mountaintop, but you know, There is a tree line and and around us here in Alaska, there are plenty of mountains that go higher than the tree line and there's no growth on there at all. It's barren, you know, sometimes there's snow all year round on it, uh, which is beautiful, but it's still, there is no growth that happens there. Where does the growth happen for you? Where does the growth happen for me? It happens in the valley and God wants to take you out of where you are and bring you down into your valley where you can grow so that you can see your situation the way heaven sees it and ezekiel says here it was full of bones all right sometimes when you see your situation it's dead there's nothing that that's happening there there is pain there is suffering there is hurts there is anguish uh, there is euphoria there is excitement. There's all the, can I say, the full gamut of emotions that are there. Some good and some bad. And it was full of bones. The Bible says here in verse 2, He caused me to pass among them round about, and behold, they were uh, there were very many of them, On the surface of the valley, and lo, they were very dry. Okay? We're going to spend time in there. We're going to spend time right here. You have been given dreams, and you have been given visions, uh, and passions, and desires that have not yet been fulfilled. And in fact, many of us have left them for dead. They are dry bones. As my furnace starts. This valley is dry bones. And your dreams and your visions, some of them have been dead. Some of them are dead. But God, I want to say that again, but God, I love it, but God takes you there so you can see those same dreams and same visions as bones and as nothing that can survive. And that is as dead. And they were very dry. It's not just dry. They're very dry. Now, I've had dreams Of being a songwriter of being a musician of being um, somebody in media whether tv or radio Um, and thank god that i'm able to use these resources that are coming alive for me facebook youtube uh, podcasting all these things so he says he says here they were very many of them and they were very dry I want to tell you that your desires, your hopes, and your visions at times have been very dry. They are very dry. Some of you have wanted to be painters. Some of you have wanted to be poets. Some of you have wanted to be, um, you know, preachers or speakers or you have things that have been going on in your heart and you've wanted to share them, but you have been under the thumb and put, put aside because... Uh, You know, man just doesn't like competition, let's face it. So then we get into this, we get into verse 3. He said to me, son of man, he says to you, whatever your name is, put your name there. He says to me, Tom, hey Tom, can these bones live? Can these dreams live? Can your situation resurrect and come alive again? Whether it's good or bad. Can it live again? Can they be resurrected? Can they be made whole again? That's what that word atonement means, to be made at one again. You know, that word sozo, to be made whole again. You want to be whole, body, soul, and spirit. And he said, son of man, can these live? And I answered, oh, Lord, you know. Well, I got to tell you something. If God asks you a question, my guess is he already knows the answer. I often use uh, the illustration of of a lawyer. A good lawyer will never ask a question he doesn't know the answer to already. And that's why it's good not to lie, because he's got evidence that you said otherwise. And regardless of situations, they have this feeling. They have this thing. I know the answer to this. God knows. So if you don't know what to say, Say hey God, you know that. You know. And again, verse four, God said to me, Prophesy over these bones, and say to them, O bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now prophecy, according to 1, uh, 1 Corinthians fourteen three, prophecy is encouragement. It's keeping you going. Prophecy is also edifying, which means it builds you up, and prophecy is also comforting, which is an embrace, so so to speak, an embrace of comfort. And when you prophesy over someone, that's what you're supposed to be doing. I have no time for the naysayers. I have no time for the doomsday people that prophesy only wickedness to you. And if anybody ever prophesies your past, that's not prophecy. That's accusation. That may be a word of knowledge, but a word of knowledge deals with your past. A prophecy deals with your present and your future. And wisdom deals with your present and, and gives you the key to your future. But there it is, This prophesy. Prophesy over these bones and say to them, "O oh, dry bones, call your oh, dead vision of, of being an artist or a sculptor, or a poet. Put whatever you want in there. And he says, hear the word of the Lord. Now you can prophesy uh, positive thinking, but that's not what it says here. It says, prophesy the word of the Lord. In Romans, I think it's chapter 9, he says, or ten verse, chapter 10, verse 9, something like that. He says, faith comes by hearing. And I want to say that even... Uh, Unbelief comes by hearing. But faith. Faith in God comes by hearing. The word of God. You can hear by the word of God. God opens your ears. When you're speaking the word of God. Make declarations. Look through the word. And find out what speaks to you. And speak that out over your life. God has called you. To something big. God has called you to a destiny. God has a plan for you that is beyond your wildest imaginations. So prophesy the word of the Lord, not the word of man, not the word of a psychologist, not the word of a counselor, not the word of a friend. Sometimes it can be. But prophesy the word of the Lord. Go to your Bible. The Bible is full of tremendous declarations that we can speak over ourselves. And if you can't think of one. I, I'll give you one. Stand back and see the salvation of the Lord. Uh, that, that you are fearfully. And wonderfully made. Another one. Uh, the battle belongs to the Lord. I got another one. He heals all your diseases. He sent out his word. And he healed them. Okay. You, you, you can use anyone you want. Hear the word of the Lord, verse 5. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. Now I know many, many uh, immature prophets always have to start out a prophecy over a congregation or a group and they say, thus says the Lord, you know. I never do that. I never do that. I speak the word and that is the word of God. You don't have to do that. And this is the reason why they do it. They do it so that people will tend to listen to them closer. You don't have to do that. All right? You don't have to do that. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you that you may come to life. I will put sinews on you, make flesh grow back on you, cover you with skin and put breath in you that you may come alive and know that I am the Lord. Now, I'm going to share a couple of testimonies here from Azusa Street. Uh, Many, actually, many from Azusa Street. But I want to share two specifically. One of them is um, a gentleman came in and he had lost his job and he lost his arm. He was an African-American man. He lost his arm at his work and he couldn't work anymore, so he was no longer working. He came into Azusa Street, and William Seymour, he used to do this, he used to say, do you guys want to have some fun? Calls the guy up, and, um, and the guy had no arm. He told him to take his prosthetic off, took his prosthetic off, and one young guy looked on the inside and saw uh, nothing, like there was a big hole there. And then as the guy was praying for him, as, as William Seymour and the others were praying for him, a bone started to grow and it came out four inches, and then muscle came out after that, and then sinews and tendons came on after that, and then all of a sudden, uh, skin, and it, the skin went all the way up his arms, ultimately, and they said that they can see the fingernails grow at the last. I had a lady who was um, tw- uh, 93 years old when I met her in 1973. That put her at 23 when, at Azusa Street. And she had seen some of these miracles. And God wants to revive that, but you have to see that um, that God actually can do this thing. He puts it in there. And another lady came in, and she was in a fight with her husband's mistress, and the mistress ripped off the wife's ear. She came to Azusa Street, and, and they prayed for her, and she had a new ear. These miracles happened. But I'm saying this to you so that you can know That ultimately, the skin will come back on. Everything will work. And the guy was able to get his job back. And they closed the factory down during the day so that they can, uh, they closed the factory so that everybody can go to Azusa Street. And then Ezekiel in verse 7 says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a rattling and and the and the bones came together bone to its bone and i looked and behold sinews were on them and flesh grew and skin covered them but there was no breath in them all of a sudden there's a rattling and you're going to find as you speak to your dreams and your visions that there's going to be a rattling that'll start to happen you'll start to get a you'll start to get an excitement about that thing again there's somebody I'm talking to now that loves, that loves wood art. And it's going to start to tingle in your gut again. And it's going to be well, one of these things. You're going to be able to, 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 to do artistic things with blocks of wood. And God had placed that in you. And it's actually going to be a stream of money for you. And, 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 and But you have to understand that that's not as far as it goes. You have to breathe life into it. You have to start to do it. It has to come alive. You have to put action to what God has spoken in your life. You have to put action to what is in your life. You have to put action to the dream that you have. God wants to give you action along with the, 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 the dream. Thus says the Lord God. I love that word. Thus says the Lord God. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may come to the life. Come from the four winds, O breath. Now the word breath in the Old Testament can also be translated spirit. So call for the Holy Spirit to come upon you, to come in you, and to push those things out of you. Praise God. God's doing a great thing And now is the time to call it forth. And then Ezekiel, I love this. He says, so I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them. And they came to life and stood on their feet. An exceeding great army. Remember, the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And understand that your dreams and your visions and your passions and your desires, when you breathe life back into them, they become an exceeding army for the things that have been standing and coming against you. God has called you to something specific in this time. God has called you to something that is powerful in this time. It is a weapon. It is a weapon. Worship is not only a weapon. Music is a weapon. Worship is a weapon. But it's not the only one. Painting is a weapon. Wood art is a weapon. Sculpting is a weapon. Ceramic is a weapon. Writing is a weapon. Recording uh, uh, poetry is a weapon. Being a business owner is a weapon and the enemy can't stand it. That is why there is so much battling going on over you. That is why uh, stuff is crushing you. It is time to rise up. It is time for the people of God to rise up. It is time for you to rise up. It is time for the church to come out of religion and into the spirit and to understand that, that, that there is a moment right now where God is bringing revival through what he put in your heart. This is a good word right here. This is a powerful word. Prophesy to them. Prophesy to them. Speak life into it, come out of the religious stupor Now I appreciate uh, all the brothers I, I appreciate people who are true believers, and I believe that there 's a revival coming with uh, with a hunger for the word of god that 's part of the the opening of the of the billion souls revival is a hunger for the word of God. You see when Pentecostalism came. Everybody was excited about the the goosebumps and the hair standing up, and they forgot about the Bible. They forgot about the Word of God. We need the Word of God and and it used to be that the Word of God was the mainstay, but now the Word of God has gotten into division and to doctrines and doctrines of men. I heard one time that the only thing stronger than the Word of God is the traditions of man because it in it it, it 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 stifles it stifles the word of God because traditions of men supersede it more because that's what man can see. I went to a Bible college and one of the uh things that we used to say was um that um that uh you know, we are the boys from the institute, we don't smoke and we don't chew and we don't go with girls who do. It was all works. It was all actions. Because that's what man can see. Many times you have to understand that blessed, is, blessed are you who have not seen and yet believe. The thing is, God wants no other gods before him. And it could be an idol. It could be the edifice that you've created for yourself as, quote, your ministry. I'm not here to build a ministry. I'm here to make God famous. And I want you to make God famous as well. That's why he put those things in you. I'm saying these things because I love you. I'm saying them because I care. And your dreams and your visions, when they rise up and they are uh, uh, resurrected... They have become the weapons of our warfare. And the enemy hates it. I'm going to share this last story, I think, and then I'll let you go. Lauren Cunningham, uh, direct, he's the founder of Youth With A Mission. He now he's in Kona. And he had a vision for a ship to go around the world to do medical things around the world. And, uh, and, and what was really cool was that um he 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 was able to get this ship and God told him to give it away and it was a death of a vision. But then God gave him another boat and he called it Anastasis which means the resurrected you know resurrection. And it was the resurrection of his vision to go around the world in these mercy ships and that's what they do on the Anastasis. God wants to raise you up because he wants to impact the world with what God has given you. Well, I love you guys. Uh, enjoy. I want to bring up again uh, my Bible school, my online Bible school, if you can't make it to Alaska. My online Bible school will be starting in May if you want information about that. Or do you need Christian life coaching? Or do you need, uh, to, you just need um, uh, to, to find out how to get one of my books? Feel free to email me at Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com and I'll be glad to get it to you. If you want to donate to the ministry, look at the link and um, uh, you know you can do Cash App, Venmo, uh, or PayPal, uh, or Zella if you want to do that way and, um, and we'll be glad um, to, you know, we, we thank you in advance. So anyway, email me if you have any questions and we'll be able to To walk with you. Well, God bless you. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time.